Welcome to Cool Mom 101 with Emily Kylo. Every week, she's bringing inspiring guests to help you embrace motherhood the cool mom way. Emily knows firsthand being a mom is hard AF, but she's passionate that doesn't need to be the end of the story. Shift your perspective on what it means to be a mom while learning practical tips and mom hacks you can use right away. Stay you while nailing the mom game. That's what being a cool mom is all about. Class is now in session. Here's your host, Emily Kylo. Hello, hello, gorgeous goddesses, and welcome back to Cool Mom 101. I'm your host, Emily Kylo, coming at you with another fabulous episode. So before we get into the episode, I wanted to let you know this is the last episode in season two. So we are taking a little break right after the holiday And I have so many great guests lined up for you after that. And I'm so excited. And I also wanted to talk to you about Cool Business Academy. So that's my one-on-one signature program to get you from your idea, or even if you have no idea, that's okay too. Um, So get you from that idea to launching within four months. And you're going to launch with complete confidence, knowing that your dream life is coming to you. So if you're curious to know more about the program, head to bit.ly slash cool dash biz dash academy. So that is where you're going to find all the details. And I would love to see you in the program and see how we can fully change your life around and design your dream life in those four months. Okay, let's get to this episode. This was such a fabulous episode with Emmanuel from Routines of a French Girl. She is one of those people that I just vibed with so hard. I looked at her social media and knew we would get along and holy moly, did we get along. She is just amazing and I love her so much already. (laughs) So for this episode, we get into what her business is and how she started it and I just love her branding and we touch a little bit on that in it as well. We also talk about the basics of NLP and how she got into that. Then we move into talking about her journey with anxiety and how she adapted to it and has learned amazing tools that have helped her. And we talk about how women can really overcome anything they're going through and create their dream life. And lastly, we talk about her top tips on how to be a chic French girl. So you're going to want to listen to the end for those. Okay, let's get to it. Here is episode with Emmanuel from Routines of a French Girl. So welcome to the show, Emmanuel. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so happy. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. So we are going to get right into the opening segment. These are the mom fashions. Are you ready? Give, like, bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> What's the best part of being a mom? Oh, wow. Um, so my son is two and a half. And what really strikes me the most, every day I have this thought about just how wonderful it is to see his brain development, like everything that he's learning, like things that I don't even know that he knows he's talking about, or like things that he remembers, like to me, the, like the subconscious mind of my son growing is just like the most fascinating subject on earth. (laughs) No, it, and it's it's amazing because that point you said about you don't even realize that they know things. Like with Leo right now, there's words. I'm like, how does he know this word? It's like things that I feel like I said twice and somehow he knows. <laughs> yeah, so be careful. <laughs> you never know what he's going to pick up on. Oh my goodness. Yeah, he's already, I remember I swore under my breath the other day. I was like, oh, fuck. I don't know if I stubbed my toe or something like that. And I was just like, oh, fuck. And he goes, fuck. I was like, oh, there it is. So my husband says shit a lot. And one night I was putting my son in his PJs and my, my husband wasn't home. And my son kept saying, like clapping his hand and being like, shit, shit, shit for about like four or five minutes. Like the entire time I was putting his PJs and I was just like, hey, I was like swearing in my head, but I was laughing, but I didn't want him to know that. So I was just like biting my inner cheeks, like trying to like not bring like any emotions. And at one point I'm like, 
Arlo, like, what is that word you're saying? Like, I really tried to like downplay it. <laughs> they pick up. Oh yeah. They, they really do. They're little sponges. Mm. So switching gears, what's the hardest lesson you've learned so far as a mom? Oh God. Um, how it's so hard to go from a thought from A to Z because your mind is constantly disrupted or there's something to think about or someone talking to you or there's always something to do. So your thoughts are all over the place. And to me, that was like something and it's constant. It's all day, every day for like most probably the rest of your life. I don't know. I'm not there yet, but those, yeah, the constant, like consistency of your thoughts, not being straight, like, you know, from A to Z. Yes, absolutely. Cause there's always something going, especially when you're the, you know, one who's primarily watching them at that moment. It's like, there's always something to think about. And then even when they're not there, you're, you're kind of like always racking your brain. Like, do I have this thing for him to do, to eat, to whatever? <laughs> There's always, or, or like your husband or like partner, whatever, like your mom calling you because she wants to talk to the, your son or like your baby. There's always something somewhere disrupting your, like your flow of thoughts. And you're just like, I need a moment. But then there's like that bang or that mama or that like, girl, did you pick this up at the grocery store? Like there's always something it's nonstop. <laughs> totally. Just the hot, the hijacking of the thoughts. I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> So what is your daily ritual? And I especially love asking this question because I feel it's extra important for moms to have some sort of ritual, whether it's 30 seconds that you can get, whatever it is. Mine's quite lengthy, but that's not the point. The point is it's good to have something. So I'd love to hear what's your current daily ritual. I completely agree with what you're saying. Um, so the way I do my things is I know my son's schedule, like he's two and a half. So he goes to bed at the same time. He wakes up at the same time he eats. So he's very set into his routines. So that gives me space to create my own. So I wake up around five, five fifteen, five thirty every morning. I take some time to like tap into gratitude, journaling, meditation, working out. Uh, then he'll wake up. So I'll spend like that hour, hour and a half with him, take care of him, enjoy the morning. It's very like casual. There's no, no one's stressing anyone and then drop off. And then I come back home. If I do feel like having like a second workout or yoga stretch or go for a walk or something, uh, I have the time because I'm alone from like eight 30 or so. And then I work all day. And I stop at four because I want to like enjoy him before he goes back to bed. So we have like three hours of like family time with like play time, making dinner, bath time, book reading, maybe a sesame street. And then it's like, and then he goes to bed at seven on the dot, like actually quarter to seven, but at seven, I know he's like, he's sleeping. And then it's like either me time if my husband's away or it's like champagne time if my husband's away. <laughs> perfect <laughs> so by the book but everything works out like there's time for everyone for everything and we make it happen this way mm -hmm. you're speaking my language I'm a big uh routines and schedules type of girl and it's interesting because my feeling is that in reality a schedule especially when you have children brings freedom because then like you mentioned, you can kind of slot in what you need to do and what your priorities are around those things that are immovable, like a nap time or like a drop off at daycare or school, right? So I think for me, the schedules give more freedom, which seems backwards, but it, that's how I feel. Oh my God, girl, I completely agree with you. Like I was never, like I always like certain like routines and like daily rituals. But I was, I was very like free spirited before having my baby. I was very like, let's like go with the flows, like spontaneous, like let's pack the car and drive to New York. Like just, I couldn't care less because I had all this time. And then when I had my son, he was a terrible, terrible napper. He would sleep like 10 minutes, 15 minutes a day. Yeah, <laughs> it was horrible. So I had no time for myself. So the moments, like the minutes that he was napping, I really had to like kick into like high gear and get everything done. And that's when I was like, okay, I need like a sleep coach to help me figure this out 
And the moment that we figured his schedule, then it was easy to like create our own. And it was like night and day. Night mm-hmm. and day. I am with you. I actually talked, I talk about this quite a lot that for our family, we did some sleep training with Leo and he was around five months. And I always say like, it's not for everyone. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that was what was best for our family. If I was going to carry on not sleeping at all, I don't know how that would have turned out. It would not have been good. I'll put it that way. Oh my God. It's the most, it's the hardest thing. I mean, they torture people with like cutting out sleep. And at one point I remember when my son was about six months in right before Christmas time, my husband and I crying because we were exhausted and good thing. I mean, my son must've picked up because I mean, these kids pick up on energy. He starts sleeping through the night magically out of nowhere on December 31st. Uh, it's going to be two years from seven to seven, no bottle, nothing. And I think he must've woken up about five times in the last two years. Sleep is so freaking important. <laughs> oh, need, yes. You need it for your mind. You need it for like be able to function. Yes. And, I- and it, it's so funny because you can, you can go on and on about all these things like exercise and eating right. And at the end of the day, if you don't have proper sleep, none of that shit matters. It's actually the most healing thing you can do for yourself. I and- agree. Yeah, yeah, full stop. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I love you so much. <laughs> you too, girl. I was like, I know we're going to get along so well. <laughs> um, what are you most grateful for in your life right now? Health. Uh, it's a very simple answer, but um, it's the most honest one. I mean, if you don't have health, physical health, mental health, if, you don't, if you're not healthy, if you're dealing with um, allergies or just whatever, like health is just so important. And it's the most important thing at the end of the day, no matter what's going on in the world, um, you're okay. You're going to be okay. Actually, if you can like step into that mindset. Yeah. Health. Absolutely. Cause then it, it, it helps you to remember too, and gives you that strength that Everything is up to you, but it's a lot harder to have that full responsibility for your life when you feel like shit, (laughs) like you're not sleeping, you're not eating well, whatever it is for you, you need. If you're not doing those things, it's really hard to take that full responsibility. Exactly. And you never know what's going to happen. Like, I mean, I say this all the time, but every day is a bonus day. You never know what's going to happen tomorrow. You never know what's going to happen in like five minutes from now. So being grateful and like acknowledging the fact that you're lucky to be healthy, not taking that for granted. And I mean, I I, I never like, I'm very into like positive thinking and like, I never want to manifest anything negative. So I'm always super extra thankful for that because I don't want to deal with like, I don't know, something happening to like a loved one or even myself for, for, for my family, you know? Absolutely. I will say sometimes I will just stop and like right now, think about how your heart is literally just pumping all the blood everywhere, doing its thing while we are doing all these other things. We're chatting. I'm asking questions. You're replying and your body is just kind of taking care of things. It's, it's like, I don't use this word, but it's a miracle. Like it's, it's so fascinating. And I mean, so much, imagine how much we, how much we're able to do because we're healthy or because we choose to be healthy or choose to make like healthier life decisions. Or, I mean, this is like the fundamental, fundamental thing that brings people to like move forward. Mm-hmm. And, Absolutely. And mental health in this, because that's like, such a big part of my story. So we're, I know you will. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We will absolutely get into that because, and it is really worth uh, mentioning again, it's like, it can't just be your physical health. It needs to be your overall health, which 1000% includes your mind and how you're thinking and feeling. That's what and I've come to know. Mm-hmm. Like your virtual health, you know? Yeah. That's so true. Components are so important to make you like a whole being. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So Emmanuel, I'd love to hear what is your why for your life? So what gets you up in the morning, gets you excited for your day every day, gets you doing the work you're doing, helping women? What's your why? I want to be able to spend, to decide how I spend my time. Um, I want to be able to like drop off, like have like a very calm morning with my family, not stressing anyone out going for a walk if I want to, or for like brunch or shopping, or if I want to work like 12 hours, like I want to decide every single moment how I'm living my life. I want to be able to pack up and spend the summer in, I don't know, in Buenos Aires. Like I, I just wanted to be free and teach my son how nine to five is okay if that's what you want. But there's something to like living a freedom life and how much growth and like how much there's like to discover in this world and how much how many options and opportunities there is and i want to spend so much time showing that to him and with my family with my husband and that's like my absolutely why like absolute why mm, i, I could love never it live ever i ever love ever. it <laughs> uh, have you been to buenos aires I haven't, but my dad, okay, so my dad lives in the, he's from South America. He's like a big ass tour guide down there. Like he travels all the time, but now he's living in New Zealand. And he's telling me that we should meet up when, when the world opens in Buenos Aires, spend some time there. Have you been? Oh yeah, girl. <laughs> no way. We need to connect on that. How is oh, it? Oh, absolutely. I could talk on and on about it. It's one of my favorite cities ever. Um, we spent a full two weeks there. We stayed in like the same hotel. It was awesome. We really got into it there. Oh, okay. You're just giving me chills right now. <laughs> I oh. mean, how did I say that city? <laughs> it's Honestly, like- it's amazing. And I can totally picture that you're going to love it. So I think, yeah, your dad knows. <laughs> like, this is your city, girl. Like, you need to, like, because I've been to South America many times. My family's there, but. Your family's there. Yeah. And no wonder I love you so much. I <laughs> always, I always find the South Americans. Always. <laughs> That's so funny. I love that. Yeah. So my partner is Brazilian. So that where he is from and all his family lives there most of them so yeah we've been there a couple times as a family and yeah hopefully going again soon oh no way this is so interesting I never knew that about you yeah it's funny because we were saying before we started recording that I don't like I I do put on my stories lots of things about Leo but Mario is like not the go on social media type and I like to respect you know, that's just not his thing. So yeah, you don't really see Mario a ton. <laughs> I love Mario now. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. You'll love him. He's great. <laughs> so I'd love to hear what is your business about? So tell us what is it all about and how it started? Okay. So basically it started because, well, my business is named, uh, is routines of a French girl. So the business is all about tapping into like, like mindset and success to create lifestyles, but also like becoming your dream self. Um, so I really work with like women to develop and like give them the tools, like NLP tools and like mindset tools to be like, really give themselves permission to be themselves, but not just themselves, but like the dream self version of themselves, like who they always aspire to be, but they're not giving themselves permission because they're like settling. So I'm like pretty much giving like a key to people. So I'm creating like successful routines. Um, I curate programs for them. We like, we just really bring them from A to Z to where they like, this is who they are today, but this is who they want to be. So within those four months of us working together, we just like really navigate and bring them to their dream self. If they want to like create their own dream business, I teach them all about it. And uh, it's just like a fantastic, it actually started as a project and I fell in love with it. I really, really did. And I've never felt more alive and 
just happy to connect with like people and women and like seeing how, cause I'm from like this, a place where people, women, especially we're always like looking at one another over the shoulder. It's mm -hmm. hard to like really connect. And I found like, there's this like huge ass community of women out there that are really into like the friendships and like the connections and elevating one another. And that's what I'm creating. That's what I'm doing every single day. And I love it. <laughs> oh, I love that. It's incredible. And I have mentioned this before, but for everyone listening, I've told Emmanuel that I just love her brand name. I'm a huge into branding, kind of an expert in it. I've been doing it most of my career. And so I just have such an appreciation when someone nails their branding. And I really think you have. Thank you. It was actually something I had to like, I was really struggling because, because I, okay. Like the backstory is I was brought up in French and in English. So English is my mother tongue, but then my parents divorced when I was super, super young. I was with my mom. My mom is French Canadian. So I was always like between both worlds, both languages. My, I always communicate in French with like my family, but my thoughts, my soul, my, my influences, everything is in English. So I myself, I'm an English person living in the French world. And that was something when I was thinking about creating the business, I'm like, how am I going to be authentically myself? I do want to like do this in English. I don't like, it's not that I don't want to do it in French. It's just that I will be 100% myself if I do this in English. But how do I communicate to people that I'm, I'm, I'm also French, you know, like I'm, I'm a French girl. And so I was like thinking, thinking, thinking. And then when I'm like, fuck it, like French girl, that's it. But French girl was taken. So <laughs> of course, of yeah. course. Well, it's so funny because I, my original thinking. So my business started as a podcast when I was on maternity leave. So yeah. that's how cool mom 101 started. And when I was originally, I just knew I wanted to be cool mom. And of course, cool mom is taken. So I love, I've always loved school. I love that whole kind of environment. So I was like, perfect. Cool mom 101. Like here's the basics of how to be a fucking cool mom. <laughs> there you go. And you're in the <laughs> oh, thank you. You're too sweet. So something that I was really curious to ask you about, because I know that you love teaching women about it. So that is NLP. So can you tell us what does that mean, first of all, and maybe some of the basics about it? Yeah. Okay. So NLP basically is this technique. It's, it's a, I always have a hard time saying it though. This is like a tongue twister for me, but it's neuro-linguistic programming. Yep. So it's basically tapping into yourself, finding the tools in yourself to go through any circumstances, any situation, anything. Um, there's like, you're basically reprogramming your mind. You're changing your perception on certain events that happen to you. Uh, there's tools like you can like learn how to anchor an emotion, uh, finding like a safe space uh, within yourself. Like you, you see me right now, I'm like holding my hands together in a certain way. That's what I'm doing. You can learn um, tapping. Have you tried tapping? Oh yeah. Tapping's one of my favorite modalities. It's amazing. And it's so easy. It's accessible. Uh, hypno. Uh, I mean, there's so many different techniques within the NLP. Um, like a framework kind of yeah and everything is really it's all about like finding the tools within you to carry you through past events present but also what's coming up to you because you never know what's going to happen but you need to feel like you need to like really ground yourself through these techniques to be able to go through anything mm -hmm. and it's life changing. honestly like ever since i've discovered nlp my life completely changed i i, I could never say that enough <laughs> Mm, that's amazing. So I'd also love to hear about your journey with anxiety. And we talked in the beginning about how your mental health is such a huge part of your overall health. So I would love if you could walk us through what your journey kind of looked like, because I feel like a lot of, a lot of times you will see where the person is now. So you might look at me the way I am now and who I am now and not realize. So for me, for example, 
I had an eating disorder for like five years, which is a mental health um, issue. So uh, that was when I was a lot younger, but it's like, you might not know that looking at where I am now in my life and the way that I am, you probably wouldn't know it. But I think it's really important to talk about these journeys because if you can realize that you do have the power to move from this person who is struggling with whatever your, you know, whatever your flavor is, your mental health issue, you can work through that. You have those, that power and those tools within you. So I'd love if you could tell us about your journey. Wow. Oh my God. Everything you just said was on point. Um, I couldn't agree more with what you just said because we do, we don't take time to like try to see the real person. And I always try to be careful, especially on Instagram because yeah, there's a picture, but there's like the picture is not everything. So what you just said really resonates with me. Um, so my anxiety story basically started most probably when I was a kid, but I never realized I was dealing with it. Um, and thank you for sharing because I also struggle with an eating disorder in my mid teens, early twenties. Um, but again, I didn't know at the time that I was like, most probably anxiety, but also a mental issue. I didn't know that. I didn't understand it. And about five years ago, I got hit to, I was in, in a car accident and it completely changed my life in a very, very negative way. Um, and the anxiety started that moment. It really came, like came into my life and I didn't expect it. Um, unable to do anything like at all, like not even like trusting if I was able to go to the grocery store alone because I couldn't remember, like I had a concussion. So I couldn't remember what I needed to pick up, like two apples and an orange. And I would ask my husband like 17 times on our way, what are we picking up? So I lost a lot of like self-confidence, gave too much room to the anxiety to like take over my life. And there was like so many events in those past five years like uh, I, I lost many babies before being able to conceive my son. So I, I really like lost a lot of trust in me, in myself, in my p potential um, capabilities. Uh, the eating disorder was always not too far away. I was always able to manage not going back really into it, but it was always like a shadow. And I never knew I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this is not the point of life, but I never did anything about it because I didn't know you could do something about it because no one talks about the anxiety or like the mental issues. So fast forward, I had, I had my baby and I, I knew, I always knew that when I was going to have a baby, the nine to five thing was not going to be for me. But again, I didn't know any other way of living. So um, what I did is I took like in Canada, we have, I don't know if you have that in BC, but we have like one year. Yeah, we can, we can have up to 18 months. So, um, okay. yeah, we have really nice long maternity leaves in Canada, um, which I know some listeners are us and other places and it's not necessarily the same, but no, that's it. I, we, well, in Quebec, we have 12 months, uh, but I added like an extra six months. Like I was like, I'm not ready to go to work, blah, blah. And I remember six months before going back to work, crying, being like hysterical. Like I was in such a deep and anxious state about something that was going to happen six months from then. And again, I just, I went through it. Like I didn't heal. I didn't do anything. I just like everyone was telling me you'll get past this don't worry when you go back to work everything's going to be fine you're going to be enjoying like time away from your son you're going to like get in the groove uh, you're going to have conversations with your colleagues like everything's going to be fine don't worry and i knew i knew it inside of me that i was headed to like a very deep dark place i did go back to work it lasted five weeks mm -hmm. and i kid you not i crashed i crashed i was crying every single day at work on my way to work on my way back home i, I wasn't i didn't have time to see my son because i would have to leave early when he was still sleeping it, everything was like out of whack like it made no sense and that's when i someone gave me a business card of this woman 
who's an NLP coach. And she changed my life. She, uh, she taught me so many techniques from the, like from the first day. And I've had so many breakthroughs through our conversations together, especially about like how the freedom is so important for myself, uh, for the life that I'm in, like I was imagining for my family, but also that I need to do things under my own conditions. Uh, step up for myself like there's so many breakthroughs and honestly like within months of working with her I felt such a huge shift I she taught me how to heal or actually you can't say that you're healing your anxiety you're actually dealing with your anxiety like you're healing in a way that it's not present anymore but you never know when it's going to come back so it's always going to be there and and I remember especially when COVID, like the first wave of COVID hit last March, she called me. She's like, how are you? Like, how are you dealing with this? And I honestly had the shadows of like the eating disorder come, like creeping back up. And I felt for like two days that I was losing control. And I was still like, I, those two days were like, I was basically between two worlds. I was between like, the anxiety that I used to deal with and the fact that I was controlling the emotions in a healthier way. Like I was in between, it was like my first real test, if I can say it that way, my first real challenge. And ever since that moment, like that was like mid-March, I haven't had any anxious feelings. Like everything was, is like smooth sailing. Everything is good. I feel so strong, so grounded. Um, I still do the NLP. I, I, that's why I decided to get myself certified because this technique completely changed my life. And I mean, anxiety is something that I'm learning to like open up more about because so many people are dealing with the, these issues and I'm tired of like the stigma. Like I, like people around me never understood what I was going through. They even thought it was like postpartum or is that how you say it? Postpartum. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't, and I knew it wasn't, and it wasn't depression. It was something else. And it was anxiety, but like anxiety that was like building up for the past five years. And you have to deal with it at one point. Mm-hmm. Wow. Thank you so much for, for sharing. It's really, really amazing to hear your story. And yeah, I just want to acknowledge you for being so open and honest about it. I really appreciate that. Oh my God. Like I'm an open book and I feel so good. Like I feel so strong. I feel so empowered. And if, and I'm so grateful, I'm still so grateful for the anxiety um, part of my life because I wouldn't be where I am today. You know, like imagine if I never would have dealt with it or even like five years ago, I'd still be doing that nine to five. Not that I have, I don't have anything against a nine to five, but it's about like connecting with your, who you really are and your truest values and really being aligned with who you are and stop giving other people permission to like dictate the way your life is supposed to go. So I'm so grateful for the anxiety for opening my eyes and changing my perception on everything. Like it's, it's beautiful actually. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think if you, it's, it's, again, it's like, if you allow it, it can be an amazing teacher, Mm -hmm. but it's all going to go back to how you choose to see it. So using the example of anxiety, it's like, you can choose to see this as something that's going to be so hard and going to ruin your life. And I'm not not saying anxiety is not a very difficult thing to deal with just for argument's sake you can choose to look at it like that or you can choose to look at it as something that is propelling you to change and evolve and grow and i often think that these mental health disorders are here to show you how you're very out of alignment as well that's definitely how it was for me. It really illuminated the fact that like I hadn't dealt with trauma that I experienced when I was younger and was just brushing under the rug. And that for me is how I developed an eating disorder is because that's how I could control. Well, an eating disorder is not really a healthy way 
to deal with those other emotions that I was feeling. So again, if I hadn't have gone through that, similarly to you, would I be in the position now where I feel so in control of my thoughts and emotions? And I mean, I don't experience a lick of any mental health issue. Not would. Um, I just don't. So it's so true. Like, would we have experienced life the way we are now without that sort of darkness to mirror? I don't think so. Exactly. And like, think about how good your life is now compared to like when it was before the eating disorder or like the mental illness. I'm sure your life is like a hundred times better now, even because even when even going through the darkness, like it's, absolutely uncomparable. And that's why I'm saying that I'm still grateful for everything, like all the lessons. And there is honestly, like, I didn't see it at the time, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. There is a way to like heal yourself and you can like truly transform any situation, anything. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. And you know, it's interesting too. I like what you said about learning to have that kind of gratitude for it. Uh, because I think, again, that's you taking control of how you're feeling about that and you deciding, well, no, I'm not going to let this be, you know, my, my death sentence here. I'm going to take my ownership of the situation and realize that in reality, this is how it's helped me. And this is how it's taken me on this path, which like you said, you probably, or maybe would not have gone down. Absolutely. No, you're, you're so right. And there's, I mean, and there's also like something that I learned that made a big difference is that these issues, let's call them issues, you're, you're going through them, but they're not yours. Like they're not your entire being. So it's not like my anxiety. It's like the anxiety that I'm living. So you're already like making, like putting distance between the feelings, you, you being you and like the issue. Yes. I, it's so interesting because one way that I look at even my emotions or thoughts, I I like to look at it as a bystander. Uh, So I'm just like witnessing it. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Like that made me mad. Why does that make me mad? And just looking at it in, I, I can't even explain how it's changed my life though, because then I don't have to feel terrible that something made me upset or something made me anxious or mad. I'm just like, oh, that's interesting. And I kind of like, like I said, I'm kind of a witness and an observer. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Okay, cool. Why do I feel that way? Yeah. And then I can kind of work through it or just most, most often I'm, it's more of a case of, oh, interesting. I take a little mental note and then I move on. I'm like, okay, next thing. Amazing. No, that's what you have to do. And like, I mean, the emotions are there. You need to acknowledge, I, like identify, acknowledge, and then you know, like, okay, what do I need to do with this? Like, release it. Well, then go for a walk or a good workout, have a glass of wine. Just like acknowledge the feeling because when you're bottling everything up, that's when it becomes dangerous. <laughs> you can't keep brushing stuff on, under the rug anymore. Mm-hmm. No, and I was a huge brusher under the rugger. <laughs> Get in line. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And we're here to say that is not a great technique because it's going to bubble up at some point. And uh, yeah, it's it's preferable if you can (laughs) not get to the point where I was, where I developed an eating, a full-blown eating disorder out of it. That's like not the ideal, but you know, here we are and it all worked out. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) So I'd love to hear as the official spokesperson of French girls. What are, <laughs> I'm t- it's I've decided it for you. Yeah. What are your yeah, what are your top how to be a chic French girl tips? Oh, that's a good one. Um keep it simple. Simplify your life. Enjoy your life. Like don't wait for like Christmas or New Year's to enjoy champagne. Have it on a freaking Wednesday night. Like enjoy time outside, like have conversations, put that cream, like like, indulge in yourself, you know, make time for yourself. Like do the bubble bath thing for like two hours. Like just, just 
enjoy, simplify everything, be in the moment. I think that would be like, like the essence of a French girl. Mm, I love it. It's like <laughs> that slow, deliberate pace. Oh, it's like sensual, you know, mm-hmm. like, it's, it's like sexy, you know, they're like, yeah. yes. Well, there's something just utterly delicious about, like you gave a couple of my favorite examples, but yeah, taking a bath that's like an hour too long or just the the meandering. Who, like, I just love a good meander. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, spoil yourself. I don't know if you read this book when you were pregnant, but like, uh, Bringing Up Bebe. <sighs> no. Gosh, that was a good one. Actually, it's the only book about bringing up a child that I read because I was like, that's it. This book is everything. And they do mention about like the mother needs to stay a, 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 a woman like your life. Yeah. You're a mother, but you're also like this complete other full person, spoil that person, make that person your priority. Yes. You have a child, you have to give all this time and that time you want to give it to them, but the best way to give them the best time. And the most of you is if you do it for yourself first, so. Oh, 1000%. I am a huge, huge believer in that. And I tell anyone who will listen that it's that whole idea of you have to fill your cup first before you have something to give. And I believe that 1000%. And it's so interesting for me, it's been almost automatic. And I feel very grateful for that, even though I've had to be automatic in the desire, but you do have to be like, you know, have your routines or make sure, you know, take that effort to make it happen. Mm -hmm. But it's like, it's been kind of automatic because I knew I needed it. Whereas I feel like for some women, it's not as automatic. They, there's a lot of guilt around it. And I just, I really feel for those women because I'm just like, how can you feel guilty when you know, you need this thing, whatever it is. Well, exactly. And it's the best thing that you can do for your, for your child and to teach them that you're mm-hmm. also someone else and that, yes, like you have all this love and they're your priority, but mama needs, mama needs quiet time or mama needs to go for a walk alone this time. We're going to go to the park in like two hours. Don't worry. You know, like you need to prioritize yourself, but yeah. so make, like the best time, like make it like a bath or a good glass of Pinot or read a good book, like face mask, like just spoil yourself. Mm-hmm. I love that. You know what? If you're not going to romance yourself, honey, don't expect anyone else to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So before we get to the lightning round questions, I want to acknowledge you, Emmanuel, for all the amazing work you're doing and for being so vulnerable and really quite raw with your story, because that's, I feel like, where people get the most value. So I really, really appreciate it. Oh, that's like the best compliment. You just made my day. (laughs) It's important. And then what's the point of like pretending? There's no point. Mm -mm. Yeah, I have a, yeah, I have a pretty, uh, sensitive meter for bullshit and I just, I just don't like it. So (laughs) I love how real you are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. What is your favorite book? Okay. I'm debating between two. Can I say two? That is allowed. Okay. Perfect. Um, A Man's Search for Meaning from um, Victor, Victor E. Frankel. It's a, it's such a, it's, it's, it's a hard book to read. It's a small book, but it's a hard read. Uh, It's all about this, this, Men, uh, it's a true story. He wrote it. Uh, he went through the um, the Second World War, and uh, how when you have a reason, you can make it out alive from any situation. So that book really, really is a good one. And on a lighter note, The Alchemist. Mm. Oh, that's so I love you mentioned that because that's one of my favorite books. Uh, I've read it quite a few times. Um, it's one that I go back to if I ever need a little, a little boost. Same, same. I, once a year or so I'll read it. I love yeah, it. Yeah. The author is Brazilian. Yes. Yeah. So- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's such a good one. What's your, okay. I think I know this answer. So I'm going to try guessing. What's your favorite drink? Champagne. Champagne. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
you just yeah yes oh. okay this is by the way for everyone listening y'all know i'm gonna take a moment to acknowledge the branding and if i can tell what your favorite drink is that's some strong branding so good job <laughs> <laughs> yes um i'll join you wait do you have a favorite brand or favorite type so we used to have to import our own champagne from from uh champagne uh but now we we lost the connection with the the family that does it but that champagne was so 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 good so now i would have to say um i'm really into lately i've been into moet jose i love that one Lately, is in, it's that that's my go-to. I'm actually having it tonight as well. So. Mm. Okay. That is, I like Vove, and then I like the Moet Rosé. Those are like my two that I go go to right now. Yeah, they're they're classics, but they're so good. Mm, so good. Do you have a favorite podcast right now? Um, I'm really into um uh, that Freedom Life, Rachel. Mm-hmm. Have you listened to it? Yeah, I have. I'm really into like her energy and everything. And there's always, I feel there's always some, like some lesson. I feel like she's talking to me actually. So lately I'm really into that. Um, Mimi Bouchard, Mimi B, a classic. Yeah. Mm, you know what? It's funny. I haven't, I had her app for quite a while and it was really good. I just had too many fitness apps. I'm like, okay, this is must simplify, like you were saying. Um, but I do like her energy. And you know what I loved the most on her app was she had walking meditations, which I, love I freaking love. When I found it was one of those things, like with finding tapping, for example, where I was like, oh, how have I gone through life not thinking of this great idea and not using this? Because it's it feels so freaking good to just because when you're walking you get out of your head a lot quicker. I think like, it's just, it's automatic because you're moving. Oh no. She, I, she, I, I remember DMing her. I'm like, babe, like you just created like magic. Hey, you're like, I get to work out and meditate at the same time. So like, I just like save some time, but also like the feeling it's, it's the best feeling. I love it. I'm mm-hmm. so happy. Yeah. So good. I should check out the podcast though. I'm sure I'll like it. Good. Seriously. What is your favorite TV show or movie? Okay, that's a hard one because the moment I sit down, I fall asleep. Um, <laughs> okay, there we go. I have one. <laughs> also, shamelessly, I'm going to say The Bachelorette, Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, like all of that, because my mama brain shuts off. It's pure entertainment. It's easy TV. I can, like I always fall asleep, so I, I'll watch like twenty minutes here, and it'll take me like two weeks to watch an episode. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, girl, I I have a couple reality shows that I enjoy, and um, one of them is. Did you ever watch Love Island? I haven't. I, oh know, I know, but I haven't watched it. Yeah. Amber Lee got me onto it. And oh my gosh, it was, I don't usually do this, but it was one of those shows where I'd like watch two episodes in a row or like, I was like, oh my gosh, what happens next? And I'm usually not like that. Anyway, it really got me. <laughs> I'll say the crown as well, because I'm watching it right now. Okay. So there's a new season. My parents informed me, Diana. right? Mm-hmm. Diana's there. So it's a good one. Which I am excited to watch it. You know what? It's, for me too, I love when there's the beautiful costuming and this show really does like they're, it's on point. It's yeah, impressive. It's such a good production. Mm-hmm. So I know you love to travel. What's your favorite place you've traveled? You can name a couple if you need to. Oh, thank you. Cause that's a hard one. Okay. Well, London is my ultimate favorite city on earth. Um, New York. New York, like my heart beats when I when I'm in New York. I like big cities. Um, well, I have to mention Paris. Yeah. <laughs> Paris is is Paris. Um, south of Italy, mm. I loved. It. I was pregnant when I went to like Positan, like the Amalfi Coast. I was pregnant, and I need to go back because I couldn't enjoy like the the little apérol, and I couldn't enjoy like the good wine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly so i have to go back um where else well you know, chile, chile 
is beautiful. Chile, so. yeah. You been? No, I need to go. It's definitely on my list. It looks beautiful. So oh. I'm sure I would love it. Pina del Mar, uh, Valparaiso. Like, it's, it's beautiful. It's so European. It's, yeah. it's perfect. Yeah. Looks awesome. Okay, so if you could jump on a plane tomorrow, I'm sure you have a top. Where would you go? Well, I think because we, you, like, you spiked my curiosity, but right now I'm going to say Buenos Aires. Mm. Just because, yes. like, it, every, it's coming to me, like, in all these different directions. I feel like I really have to go now. Mm. Honestly, <laughs> one of my favorite cities. That and Barcelona I love as well. And Barcelona, yeah. Because yeah. for me, Barcelona, it's got, it's got the architecture and that kind of culture. It's got the amazing food and wine, but then it also has a beach and it also has really good nightlife. So for me, it's just like hitting it all. <laughs> Honestly, like I, that's actually when I first met my husband, he was like, um, so I'm going to go to Barcelona in three weeks from now. Do you want to come with me? You have 24 hours to like make up your mind. I'm like, we just met, but okay, let's book the flights. And we actually fell in love in Barcelona. Oh, that city holds like a really special place in our hearts. Oh my <laughs> gosh. We have so many little funny connections. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. I love it. <laughs> That's so cool. Okay. So final question before we find out where we can follow you and all that. Something I am really passionate about teaching women is confidence. Because for me, if you lack confidence, you are never going to leave your nine to five if that's something you want, like you did. Um, because if you don't have that confidence in yourself, you, you just won't even think about it. You won't think that's for you. You won't think your desires are for you, which they are. So I'd love to hear what does confidence mean to you? Permission to be whoever the fuck you want to be. Mm. To dream into your dreams, like to embody that dream self version of yourself like confidence gives you so many possibilities like my favorite quote is the possibility of possibilities and that's what confidence like I'm talking right now and I feel like the glow like <laughs> I'm becoming more confident just talking about it like yeah it's it just means the possibilities and the permission to be who the fuck you want to be mm. Great answer. I love it. So everyone is going to want to go follow you and get more of these amazing French girl vibes and also the realness about some of the, you know, struggles you've been through. So where can everyone find you? Okay, so on all social media is routines of a French girl and website is routines of a French girl.com. Amazing. Thank you so much, Emmanuel. This has been amazing and we'll it. talk to you soon. Yes, let's do that soon. I love you. Love you too. Thank you for listening to Cool Mom 101 with Emily Kylo. If you liked our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.